Um, I said 1 Peter chapter 3, but what I really meant to say was 1 Peter chapter 4. Um, that's where we're going to be looking at today. And um, we're going to start reading at verse 7. Peter writes, The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled. Be sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keeping one another earnestly. Sorry, keep loving one another earnestly. Keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Serve one another um, as good stewards of God's varied grace. Sorry about that. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. In order that in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The end of all things is at hand. It sounds a little ominous. I don't know if you... I, I have this picture of, of the, the sidewalk prophet that's got the long shaggy hair and the sandwich board that is crying out, the end is near! Repent! That's not what Peter is trying to say here. This is not... a. a a cry of of doom and gloom. It's not a, a cry of 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 uh, destruction and the wrath of God. This is much more along the lines of uh, completion. The, the the Greek word that is used here that that says the end is is probably better translated the completion is teleos. It is it is the perfection of all things. This is, this is the culmination of, of all the things that God has been working on here in creation. It's coming close. It kind of is along the same lines as, uh, as, as an Olympic athlete. The completion of their training is at hand. Now comes the competition. All of the things that they have been working for focuses into this moment. And so you know that, it, that for an athlete, when they are coming to the end of their training, as the Olympic Games are looming in front of them, suddenly priorities change. What's important? What are the things that they are going to be focusing on? Every aspect of their life is now focused, is now determined in order to make sure that when they get to that point, 
of performing, of, of, of doing their competition, of doing their, uh, their, uh, their sport, that, that everything will be ready so that they can be at their best. You could also think of it as an engaged couple. The completion of their courtship is at hand. The, the marriage stretches out before them. This is the time to be focusing on the relationship. It's interesting how different people take that time, those those last days, those last weeks, and and treat them very differently. There are some people as as that the completion of their courtship is upon them. That's when they want to make sure that they get to do all the things that they won't be able to do once they are married. So uh, they immerse themselves in all kinds of fun, frivolous activities. I don't recommend that. There are others that as, as that, the end of the courtship approaches, they get all caught up in the, the stress of making sure that wedding is perfect. That, that, that all of the flowers are, are done and all of the decorations are in place. That everybody knows their part. And, and, and there's so much stress about the wedding. Sometimes people forget about the marriage. That, that, that all this is is, is to to create this moment of this beginning for a life ahead of them. When the, the completion of the, the courtship is at hand, that's when you want to be focusing on building a solid foundation of relationship patterns that are going to ensure that, that as you grow in life together and mature together, that you have this solid foundation for success, for a glorious wedding marriage together. That's what Peter is talking about. The, the culmination of all that God has intended is at hand. The beginning of eternity is right in front of us. What are the things that are important? What are the things that we need to be focusing on? That the other stuff that we can kind of strip away and, and what is crucial for us in, in that kind of moment? Peter wrote this some 2,000 years ago. But it is just as true for us today. I guess in some ways it's more true for us today. The end, the culmination, the perfection of all things is at hand. What are you going to focus on? What are the priorities that you are going to invest your energies and your investment in? Peter lays it out here for us with some great encouragement of the things that are important. He says, therefore, be self-controlled. 
I know Cody doesn't like that term. Because it implies that it's something that I do myself to control myself. And that's not really the focus of, of what that word is all about. It is, it is being intentional. It is being deliberate. It is about having a clear head as you move forward, as you engage in what's going on. Not getting distracted by all kinds of other things that are happening. And remember, there were plenty of things to distract these people that Peter was writing to. There was all of the, 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 the pomp and circumstance and everything else that went along with Roman life. Uh, the, the day-to-day um, worship of, of false gods, the day-to-day activities within the, the, uh, the marketplace, uh, the, the, the interactions, the discussions that would be going on. Uh, there was plenty to be going on in, in just Roman life, but for these Christians, as they were being excluded from all of that, and experiencing persecution and, and uh, 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 isolation from Roman community, whether that would, was within their own uh, 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 guild, within their own career choice, the place where they made a living, most of the Christians were being excluded from those guilds because of their resistance to offer sacrifices to the patron gods of those particular guilds. And instead... They were focusing on honoring Christ in everything that they did. And so they were no longer allowed to sell their wares in the same way or, or ply their trade in the same way that, that the rest of society was. And so there was economic stresses that were on the Christians. There was family stresses uh, for those that were followers of Jesus, but, but the rest of their family were still caught up in the, the pagan worship that, that, that defined who Rome was. These people were being kicked out of families or, or at least at least strongly persecuted. They were getting pressure to, to recant, to give up this faith, this, this new following of this up, upstart Messiah. There was plenty of things to distract them. Peter is encouraging them to be deliberate. To be clear-headed. Lots of stuff to distract us today as well. We live in a society that is a, a cacophony of voices. With all kinds of pressures and forces pulling us in different directions. Peter's message to us today is the completion is at hand. Be clear-minded. Be deliberate. Be intentional. For the sake of your prayers. He's not saying that that in order for you to have your prayers heard by God, you need to be 
clear-minded. You need to be deliberate. You need to be intentional. Uh, It's not, if you do this, then God will. It's about for, for the sake of your prayers, for you to be able to hear the voice of the Spirit speaking. Be clear-minded. Strip away those things that would distract you. The word that's being used here is, uh, for prayers is, is the very same word that is used in Acts. When, when it's being described the appointment of the seven deacons. And they were tasked with that responsibility of of making sure that the food was being distributed evenly amongst the whole congregation so that the apostles could devote themselves to prayers. To listening to the leading of the Spirit. To know how, how, how the Lord was guiding and wanting to direct the movements of the church. It wasn't exclusively just about asking for prayers, asking for God's intervention. It was listening. Listening to the Spirit. Hearing His voice. That's the same thing that Peter is encouraging us here. Be self-controlled, sober-minded for the sake of your prayer so that you can hear the voice of the Spirit speaking to you, directing your steps, guiding you into the activities and the, the, uh, the, the actions, the, the, the attitudes of your heart, the words of your mouth that will bring honor and glory to Him. Be clear-minded. Be intentional. Be deliberate for the purpose of hearing the Spirit's voice. In your prayers. So what are the activities that we are to be engaged in? Verse 8, above all, keep loving one another. Since love covers a multitude of sins. As I, as I was reading through this passage, I wasn't only struck by the things that Peter encourages us to focus on. It also kind of struck me the things that weren't identified. Look through those verses. Find me where it says to focus on having the right Theology. It's not there. Where does it say, make sure that you that you walk in moral purity and righteousness? It's not there either. Where does it say that that you need to be Proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ to as many people as possible. I mean, the completion of all things is at hand. Surely that's got to be something that's important for us to be focusing on. It's not there. 
That's not to say that, that any of those things are not important. It's not to say that we will not be as the culmination of all things is at hand, that, that we won't be engaged in those activities. But that's not the, the, the actions, it's not the attitudes that we need to be deliberate and intentional about most important thing that we can be doing in light of the fact that the culmination of all things is at hand is that we love one another. See, when we are, when we are being intentional, when we are being single-minded and, and deliberate in listening to the Spirit, and our heart is to love one another. All the rest of that stuff falls into place. The Spirit guides us so that we do have a theology that, that lines up with, with what Scripture lays out in front of us. We live lives of moral purity. Not because we're trying to measure up to any kind of a, of a standard or, or a guideline at all. But, it, but as we are walking with Christ, as we are listening to the Spirit, He leads us there. Galatians 5.16 If you walk by the Spirit, you will not satisfy the desires of your sinful nature. The focus isn't on the not satisfying the desires of our sinful nature. The focus is on walking by the Spirit, listening to His voice, and walking in obedience moment by moment as He directs you. Love one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> we blow it all the time. In, in our attempts at, at trying to do life together here as part of the body of Christ, we step on each other's toes all over the place. But when we love one another earnestly, when we love one another in the way that, that Jesus loved us, where we sacrifice ourselves for each other, it covers up all kinds of ways that we step on each other's toes. We're able to overlook those intended and unintended offenses that we would experience. When we, when we love each other in a way that is, that is uh, on purpose, it isn't just kind of accidental that we're in the same room and, and I don't go out of my way to offend you. But it actually is knowing one another, taking the time to understand who we are, Finding ways to bless each other. To make a difference in our lives. To, to come alongside in, in times of difficulty. And, and bear one another's burdens. To be able to lift hands together and, and sing with joy in those times of success. That we would walk with each other in such a way 
that the world looks at us and says, there is something that I want that's a part of those people. That was Jesus' promise, right? The world will know that you are my disciples when you love one another. So not only are we to love one another, but we are also to serve one another. That includes showing hospitality. I don't know. I would have written this differently. I don't know if this was Peter's intent when he writes, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. That kind of sounds like the the least that I can get away with. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to grumble, but boy, I don't really like doing this. I don't know. Having letting people be in your life is hard, right? There there are there are challenges. People do things differently than I do, and it rubs me the wrong way. Having people come into my house and and you know they they don't clean up the way that I think that they should. They don't put stuff away the way that I normally do. It's an imposition because we have to kind of change our life to be able to fit the schedule. And so I can understand that requirement not to do it with grumbling, but but so much better for us to say, let's serve one another in hospitality with great joy. Because for the cost that there is for opening up our homes to other people, and the blessings just are out of this world. Now that was uh, that's one of the the, the struggles that, that we had in in doing um, church service on Zoom. You just miss having people rubbing shoulders with you, to 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 be in the same place with one another, to to encourage to see each other's faces and stuff. Um, there is great joy in serving, being able to have people in your homes. And, and it's going to become more and more crucial. We are going to find fewer and fewer places of solace, of safety in this world. And there are those of us who are going to go through financially difficult times. And it may require the rest of us to be able to come alongside them and show them some hospitality just so they can make it month to month. But that's loving one another earnestly. That's loving one another intentionally, self-sacrificially. And when we do that, the world sees and says there is something different when we give glory and honor to Christ. And then as each has received a gift, serve, use it to serve one another. 
as good stewards of God's varied grace. That's been one of the focuses for, of our congregation right from the very beginning. It's one of the reasons why we have not um, hired a pastor to, uh, to, to, to be a, a full-time or part-time. The, the, the ways that we have had pastors as a part of this church has always just been on contract. When there is something that needs pastoral care or a pastoral hand, there are those that are there to be able to come along and, and take care of it. But, but the heart has always been that, that God has equipped each one of us with gifts to be able to serve one another. And we need to not just trust in the, as Gerald always used to say, not to just trust in the sage on the stage, but rather when you see something that's, that needs to be taken care of, you serve. You do, what you, you do whatever God puts in your hand to do and, and take part of that. And so we have had over the years, you know, probably half a dozen plus, almost 10 people that have shared the pulpit at different times. Um, giving people who, who, are, uh, who are gifted to be able to use that gift. And, and there are different styles. And not every style meshes with everybody. But it's important for us to extend love and grace to others. And recognize that, that if there's somebody, a, a, a music leader or, or a, a preacher that, that doesn't necessarily tickle my fancy, there are others in the congregation who are being touched incredibly by that person's gift. So we, we allow that, we encourage it, and, and we give grace to one another as we develop those giftings and, and use those giftings in different ways. That's one of the things that has, has characterized this church right from the very beginning. And it's, it's important. I had an opportunity to talk with somebody this week, um, somebody who, uh, one of our seniors that hasn't felt comfortable being here um, in, in, in public, just the concerns about their own health uh, has, has made it hard for them to come and, and be a part of a group like this. They're, they're doing what they can. And, and there was some hurt because not a lot of people have called them and they feel kind of like they've been sidelined um, as part of the congregation. And, you know, my, my message to him was, yeah, who have you reached out to? Um, part of the, the drawback of having some people on Zoom and some people in person is you don't really know who's here. Um, and, and so you can kind of get missed. So rather than just sitting and waiting for other people to contact you when you are feeling isolated, let me encourage you. Reach out to others. Find somebody that you can call to find out how they're doing. Find out what's going on in the congregation. Don't just wait for somebody, some official representative of the church to extend that to you. But at the same time, the rest of us need to take responsibility for one another. 
When there's somebody that the Lord lays on our heart that we haven't seen here for a while, call them. Connect with them in some way. Send a quick message, just an encouragement. We, we need each other and, and we are learning more and more how much we need one another. If we are going to live out this in light of the culmination of all things, we need to put our energies into loving each other intentionally. That goes outside, out of our own comfort, our own regular schedules, and reaches out to one of those individuals. When we do that, when we are deliberate and clear-minded, when we are intentional, intentionally listening for the Spirit in prayer, that, that we are ready to be obedient to whatever He calls us to in that moment, when everything that we do is motivated and, and immersed in an intentional self-sacrificing love that seeks to serve others. God will be glorified. The name of our Lord and Savior will be lifted high. People around us are going to discover the beauty and the wonder of life with Jesus because of our love for one another. Because of the way that we are living. That is that's what we were made for. This is living out our purpose as image bearers of God. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Lord, we thank You for this encouraging message. Thank You for helping us sift through all of the things, all of the important parts of our lives to be able to zero in and know what You are calling us to. Lord, in, in some ways, the, the message that, that the culmination of all things is at hand is exciting because, because we have that picture of heaven in front of us. That, that wonderful banquet, that marvelous celebration that the, the body of Christ will engage in as we all enter into Your presence and sing, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. What a day. What marvelous living hope we have. But at the same time, the culmination of all things makes me anxious because I see so much that is yet to be done. So many that have yet to be reached. 
thank You that Your Spirit is leading and guiding us. That we can trust that You will put us in exactly the right spot at exactly the right time with exactly the right words that will help people discover the beauty of Your forgiveness. The, the, the perfection of Your grace and the wonder of Your hope that You're extending to each one. Help us to love. Lord, it is so easy to get caught up in my own agenda, the things that are important to me. I pray, God, that we would be a people that were characterized um, by extravagant love for one another. We would, we would look for ways to outdo one another in acts of love. Lord, you know all of the, the differences that there are here in this group. So, so many different perspectives and different ways of, of approaching things. And, and in some ways it almost seems impossible for us to be able to be that kind of a loving community. And yet... <laughs> that's exactly where you shine and as we as we the body with with the hands and the feet and the eyes and the ears and and all of us in our differences as we remain clear-headed and focused on you you as the head directs each one and and what we accomplish is so so far beyond anything that we could ask or imagine. Do that in our hearts. Be that in our midst. Help us to remember that in the, the culmination of all things, that You have the answer for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.